This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Pablo Torre, Kevin Blackstone, Israel Gutierrez, Bill Plasky. Game six. You know my theory. Game six is sometimes better than game seven. Game one. You know my theory. Game one's always better than game zero. Immaculate innings. You know my theory. Two better than one. Let's go. That was immaculate innings was three students. Oh, you, you blame the batters for not taking a pitch? I blame the batters. Yeah, I, oh, oh, blame the total batters. Totally blame the batters. Check out these photos of Jason Tatum from different moments yesterday in and out of practice and being interviewed by some of our colleagues. Uh, here's Monica McNutt. You just saw Cassidy Hubbard. A ball was Monica. always in his hands. The oldest coaching trick in the book. You have too many turnovers? Carry a ball everywhere you go. Can he control the turnovers? <laughs> And can the Celtics survive the night? Let's start there with Curry and Clay and Draymond on the precipice of Title IV in history and the enormity for Golden State. How can the Celtics, who could be, maybe, should be up 3-2, stay alive tonight? And is it more about getting Tatum right or the role players, Israel Gutierrez, around the horn to you? No, I think it's more about getting Tatum right. And yes, you know, in Boston, the role players will probably naturally play better, but it's going to become so much easier for them if Jason Tatum is actually leading the way. And if you look at the way this series has gone, the first quarters, it's largely been sort of Jalen Brown being the aggressor and trying to get his. And Jason Tatum sort of, you know, is moving the ball, which is something that we've wanted him to do all season long. And he had started doing all season long and did a phenomenal job with. But in the playoffs, you need your leader to take you to carry you places. Somebody always has to elevate their game. And Jason Tatum has hasn't been doing that in first quarters and fourth quarters. And when that happens, especially in fourth quarters, you get guys like Marcus Smart feeling like they have to carry them. Or Brown, again, maybe dribbling into traffic and creating turnovers. And Tatum is just not having that calm sort of demeanor when he's driving. Yes, occasionally he's making the right pass. Uh, very often he's making the right pass. But when he's attacking for himself, doesn't seem like the same player. They need a leader. They need somebody to carry them in their obviously most important game of the season. Bill Plaschke. The second best two words in sports, Tony. Game six. <laughs> from, and, I, and, I, and I'm here for it. I am, I'm, I'm here. I, I hate the Celtics. I'm cheering like hell against the Celtics. Everybody knows that. But I think. But I think. But <laughs> okay. I, thank but you I for sharing. Transparent. Well, of course. What, what do you expect? I'm, I'm an LA guy. But, uh, but, I, but I do think the Celtics win tonight because I think Golden State, despite their championship DNA, they don't have the closeout. DNA this season. They, mm. or, they're, or they're 0-3 in closeout games. It's a, it's a special mindset of uh, desperation. They don't have that. And I think Jason Tatum, it, it is on him. I mean, he's got more turnovers than anybody in NBA history in the playoffs so far. He's shooting 30% from, from, from inside the arc. I think Tatum leads him. He has to lead him. Celtics win. Pablo Torre. So with all due respect to closeout geneticist Bill Plaschke, Dr. Bill Plaschke, I'm sure, I will point out that I feel like the answer here is a little more pedestrian, right? And it does have to do with what Bill was trying to say at the very end there, which is that the turnovers, I mean, what are the three worst 
words for a Celtics fan in sports right now. Live ball turnover, Tony, and that specific kind of turnover. Jared Dubin at 538 pointed this out, right? In terms of turnover that the Celtics have committed, 63% are live ball, which means that you don't get a chance to set your defense. You don't get a chance to sort of catch your breath. These are those, as Izzy alluded to, wild drives into traffic that result in points at a rate that if it happened during the regular season, the Warriors, we, the second best stat in the entire NBA. So they're being punished more than you can imagine, and they are committing mistakes more than anybody should have imagined. The Celtics' defense has been fine, honestly. It's the offense and the transition defense, which happened to be the same thing via the turnover. And Kevin Blackstone. And so your question is, is it role players or is it the star players? And I think it's a little bit of both, but let's start with the star players right now. Jason Tatum's had an odd uh, series here, right? On the one hand, as, as Bill pointed out, he hasn't been able to score two-pointers. How does this happen? On the other hand, he's been on fire from the three-point line. Um, he's had a tremendous number of turnovers. On the other hand, he's also handling the ball a lot more and distributing a lot more. How many more. hands he's got a lot do you have, assists. Kevin Blackstone? <laughs> well, I'm just explaining it to you here. If I'm wrong, <laughs> if I'm wrong, dock me. Um, and then, but the other thing is, the we role did. players that need to step up there. Are two guys in, in particular, Al Horford. We know that when Al Horford is playing really, really well, the Celtics are probably going to win. We've seen that in this series. And the same thing from Derek White. When Derek White has been really good, he's been good offensively and, of course, defensively, but when he's scoring the ball at least 20 points, they're really good. So it's all hands on deck. Yes, all hands on deck. Yes, the octopus uh, strategy for Blackestone. Last word, Israel, after the horde. When the Celtics were up 2-1, to one, what did it look like the Warriors needed? A huge game from Steph Curry to carry them. He gave them that and turned the series on its head right there, and now they're ahead. The Celtics need that game from Jason Tate. Mm, and Plaschke, last word. Yeah, how come we're not talking more about Steph Curry's finger? I mean, I think that's, a, that's, a, that's an issue. We saw him. He seemed to be favoring it. That's an issue. That'll be an issue tonight. Talk about that then, Bill Plaschke. Other side of the court, Steph Curry. He's coming off the 0-for-9 three-pointer game. First time he missed a three in, in the postseason in decades nearly. Uh, and he has had a wrapped finger today in the morning shoot-around. Now, there's some making the argument there's more pressure on Curry, maybe even than Tatum tonight, to close it out, win the MVP, vault into the top ten all-time in NBA history, and solve world hunger. Plasky, what's at stake for Steph Curry tonight? This is huge for Steph Curry. His legacy, it's huge. He wins this championship. In my mind, he wins this championship. He moves into the top ten all-time players, and he knocks out Larry Bird. So he, he, he double whammy. <laughs> Are you just double whammy <laughs> on the Celtics? No, no. You look what are you at doing it today, Bill. He's, no, look at it, Tony. Look yeah. at it. He, he, he doesn't. He's not going to be knock out Shaq. He's not going to knock out Kobe. He's not going to knock out Tim Duncan. Well, I mean, Larry Bird he could is next. Be. I mean, you're, you're selecting. No. I guess in the most recent list, I saw Larry Bird was six all time, and I saw Duncan was seven, and then it came Kobe yeah. and Shaq. But you have. Curry going from 10 or wherever you have him now to knocking off Larry Bird, but none of those Lakers. I, th I, th I think the, the way he shoots, the way he played, the way he leads, I think he's, he's a historic shooter. He gets four championships. He's in the top Israel 10. Israel Gutierrez. 
Um, in Bill's defense, if Steph Curry retired after the season, he would have played as many seasons as Larry Bird and have more championships. What Larry would have there on him is an extra go. MVP playing with the Hall of Fame team his entire career. So I do believe that there's a case for getting him out of the top 10 if you consider longevity. I think he'll probably jump over Oscar and be at least number 11 here in most people's eyes. But yeah, I do think when you shoot the basketball that well, when you lead this particular team, which is not as star-studded as his previous ones, to a championship if you were to do that, I think this vaults him up there into the top 10. Absolutely. KB, short term or in the micro what's at stake tonight for Steph Curry bandaged finger coming off 0 for 9 and then macro in the top 10 ever well well micro you know if he's in fact hurt and if he's playing with a taped finger tonight and he has a solid shooting game then you recall Michael Jordan's um uh, stomach flu game right <laughs> wait, wait, he was the taped finger game like is going to be as as big <laughs> and low as the stomach <laughs> you can you can make that comparison. Uh, Two guys could. who are hurt going into a big game. I will make that comparison and I will stand by it. Um, in the macro term, uh, you know, there's no question he's the greatest shooter in the history of the game. Um, but more importantly to me is the fact that he has changed the game. Yeah. Uh, he has been an improviser. He has left an imprint on the game which is going to last for a very long time. And there will be teams trying to draft players who can shoot like he can shoot and they won't be able to find that person very easily. Pablo Torre. Speaking of micro, I hope Bob Ryan is somewhere micro-dosing, watching, macro-dosing even watching this segment. I imagine he hates nothing more than the guy who ruined basketball knocking Larry Bird out of the oh top my ten. Goodness. But I'm going to yeah. make it harder on Bob because I agree that he is a top ten all-time player. That's what's on the line here. He is arguably, right there with Michael Jordan, the greatest offensive threat the game has ever seen. And, Tony, what is really here, like, hanging in the balances – like the two sentences you say about Steph Curry, right? He does not have the finals MVP. When we talk about this series 10, five years from now, we're not going to be talking about turnovers. We're talking about who was finals MVP. And that's going to make his life a lot easier in terms of that historical conversation. Mm, mm, mm. All right. Well, he hasn't done it yet. Make a pick for tonight, Pablo Torre. I think the Warriors close it out at six, man. I do. Kevin Blackstone? Warriors. Wow. Israel Gutierrez? We're going to a game seven. And Bill Plaschke. Yeah, we're going. I hate to say this. We're going to a game seven. I hate those Celtics. <laughs> we know. We know. Unbelievable. Will the game be single digits? Is that asking too much? We move on. Hockey last night. Game one thriller to start the final. Overtime. Don't get comfortable. Andre Burakovsky, hero again. Avalanche, the win. So Colorado at home started so strong. Tampa, Tampa, they came back. They slowed it up. But the Avalanche come out with the 1-0 lead. Kevin Blackstone, what did you see last night? What will be the biggest factor in these finals now? Well, the biggest factor is going to be offensive weapons. I mean, you saw the Avalanche, they had four people uh, score last night. Uh, meanwhile, on the other hand, you had the Lightning struggling to get 23 shots on goal the entire night. Now, in their defense... Um, they were able to push this into overtime, and if Maroon coming coming out of the um, penalty box uh, maybe has a cleaner shot, they walk away and steal a game. That did not happen. Um, so to me, it's about offense and diversity with your offense. Pablo Torre. To me, it's about the defense for kind of the same reasons, KB. I don't know if there's a team other than the Lightning who would be so confident after getting beat like this in a game one, but it's happened to them two out of the three series they've mm -hmm. played. And Andre Vasilevsky, right? He is a B student, basically, in game ones. He is an A student in games two through seven. Listen to his teammates after the game. Pretty much nobody in a genuine way seemed worried. And for that reason, I don't think I'm terribly worried about the Lightning either. Bill Plaschke. 
Vasilevsky was was worse, worse than a B. He was an F, Pablo. It's the worst start of his career. He's At never given up three in goals the first, in the first. Yeah. Yeah. He, but still, he's never, he's never done that before. He put him in a hole they couldn't get out of. I don't know who's going to score for the Lightning. I don't know how they're going to get out of this. They're 0 for 9 in their last power plays, last non-power plays. I don't see where the scoring comes from. I think they're in trouble. Israel Gutierrez. Well, that's the one thing from last night that I think might be able to linger throughout the series is that avalanche power play kill, uh, penalty kill, because they were great. And as you mentioned, uh, Bill, Tampa Bay's hasn't been great lately, but they also got Braden Point back and didn't have, obviously, a great game coming back from injury. But if he develops into more of a threat offensively, and obviously with Vasilevsky, we've seen this before, uh, if he sort of straightens things out as the rest of the series goes, um, it's going to be a nail-biter. So I don't think, you know, that the avalanche uh, depth is necessarily meaning this is over. Pablo Torre, 22. Israel Gutierrez, 14. Kevin Blackstone, 4. And a late-arriving crowd in Los Angeles. Plasky, <laughs> negative 1. Buy or sell on the other side. I'm just being honest. I get penalized for honesty. Pundit Square. Shame on everybody. Pundit Square. Around the Horn is presented by Corona Extra. Find the fine life. Live la vida más fina. Part of Happy Hour. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Capital One. Welcome back to Around the Horn, brought to you by Chase. Coming to you from the Seaport District at Pier 17. News of the day from the WNBA, and it's huge. And it's in writing now. Sue Bird announcing this will be her last season. Her last second half of the season now coming up. Her last run in the playoffs. Maybe this will propel Seattle. She's still third in the league at in assists this season, top 10 and threes made, but overall her lowest shooting percentage of her career. Pablo, you spoke to her recently. What is this about today? And do you think it means more about the rest of this season? And what about her career? Yeah, this is about the biggest picture, Tony. When I talked to Sue on ESPN Daily, she did not want the retirement tour. I think she was like one of those people who don't like it when other people sing happy birthday on your special day too loudly, but she needs to hear the song. Look at her Wikipedia page. Her career achievements are a CVS receipt of milestones. Everything is on there. (laughs) All-star appearances, titles, four of them, Olympic gold medals, first team, all-time assist leader, just like it's all there. And I hope she knows that she needs to be celebrated now. Devin, you were shaking your head no. I, I think I know why. What, the Wikipedia? Uh, was it? Uh, oh, that was so painful. The Wikipedia? <laughs> At least Britannica, yeah. yes. <laughs> okay, or, go to, or go to USA Basketball. <laughs> 
Um, look, <laughs> Sue Bird, 21 years of basketball, absolutely amazing, has won at every level in this country, right, overseas, five gold medals, unbelievable career, definitely on the R Mount Rushmore of women's college basketball. Well, and pro no basketball at this women's, point, too. I mean, yes. women's of basketball. Of course, right. right. So, so now you have her top four all-time, which becomes interesting. Oh, absolutely. Like a conversation we had last segment, Israel Gutierrez. If I may, just uh, her, all her accomplishments are amazing, as Pablo mentioned and KB mentioned, but the thing that makes her an inspiration to me is being an openly gay woman, come out in 2017, talked about her relationship with Megan Rapino. the two of them have been on the cover of ESPN the magazine, the two of them hosted an ESPYs award, and at a time in our country where things are maybe backpedaling a little bit when it comes to LGBT rights, um, I believe that, you know, her and Megan are absolute inspirations and absolute superheroes. I want to have this conversation about greatest of all time, though, top four of all time. I guess, let's, let's make Make it WNBA, all right? And and that puts Cheryl Swoops and Cynthia Cooper in a tough spot because they didn't grow up wanting to be a WNBA player because there was no league and they made it later in their careers. Is she in the top five all-time WNBA, Bill Plasky? Yes, absolutely. This is one bird who's moving up in the rankings with with her retirement. <laughs> she's, she's played she's played more games than anybody, more assists than anybody, won as many championships as anybody. She's been such a star in the league. I, I can't believe it. some rankings have her out of the top five. That's insane. She's right there with Tarasi. She's right there with It was our own Lester. ranking in ESPN. At Tarasi one, Catchings two. I think it was Maya Moore three. Um, and and, and she, she played so much longer than any of them. Here. Understood. Never got the MVP, the season MVP. We'll move on. Buy or sell two. You don't just have to beat the Warriors on the court. you got to beat their checkbook. And... Nothing away from Andrew Wiggins tonight, but this was a checkbook win for the Warriors. Checkbook win? Have you, have you ever called it that before? Heard that before? It got <laughs> Zaza Pachulia to respond and watch your feet, Wendy, if Zaza's jumping out at you. Zaza, now operations consultant with the Warriors. Take a listen here. We're not doing something that is illegal or it's against the rules, right? So we are doing something that is totally fine to do, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It's totally legal. So, I mean, that speaks to, uh, you know, on behalf of to our ownership group. Ain't that Pachulia. So, Warriors, highest payroll in the league at $178 million, And in total, it was $346 million move between salary and repeat offender tax for the luxury cap. Zach Lowe has reported other teams are grumbling. Israel, how do you hear criticism of Golden State's checkbook? Well, first, it's never a great look when the defense is, I swear, it's totally legal. Uh, but I do think that when you have a, a team that can win multiple championships and you have a soft cap that has penalties for, you know, uh, taxpayers and everything else, um, yeah, that's in the books. That is literally in the books. That's what you want if you're a fan. You want your owner to spend as much and keep that thing together as long as possible as win and win as much as possible. The last thing you want is a cheap owner that says, yeah, let's get rid of a few pieces and try to win anyway. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I think this really diminishes what they've done in the front office and on the court. Let's not forget, Durant walked away from this. They could have um, – Andrew uh, uh, Wiggins was out there to be had. They're the club that made the deal for him. They waited for an injury to heal up an ACL and the Achilles. Um, so it, what what this team has done is their decision-making. has nothing to do with their checkbook. Stop. Pablo Torre. Well, I think both things are true, right? The Warriors have drafted as well as anybody, right? They drafted their core, Steph, Clay, and Draymond. They drafted Jordan Poole. These are moves that they deserve credit for, but the biggest advantage in the NBA is having an owner for whom money is no object. 
because there is no hard cap. And so Joe Lacob, Tony, he is not even the top 20 richest owners in the league, but he spends like it. And to Brian's point, yeah, follow the money. That's an advantage that you can't match. No Plasky. Have they spent $40 million in luxury tax money? Yes. Does it matter? No. They have because they're spending it on the right players. They're invested in the right. They've had three players on this team for a decade. They've kept these players. Again, like KB said, nobody wanted Andrew Wiggins. They paid the money for him. All these teams have money. These guys, the Warriors just spend it smartly. And it's disrespectful to say otherwise. Absolutely. Bill Flash, Kevin Black, and Stone. Front row seats for... Israel Gutierrez and Pablo Torre in showdown. We're going to have a pregame debatable and then a postgame debatable. We're just weeks into this year, and the news is already nonstop. Two overseas wars, a presidential election already testing the democratic process, a former president in court. It can feel impossible to keep up with, but we can help. I'm Brad Milkey, the host of Start Here, the daily podcast from ABC News. Every morning, my team and I get you caught up on the day's news in a quick, straightforward way that's easy to understand. So kickstart your morning. Start smart with Start Here and ABC News, because staying informed shouldn't feel like a chore. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Around the Horn is presented by Corona Extra. Find the fine life. Live la vida más fina. Part of Happy Hour. If you were to do the math, and I wouldn't suggest it, the odds of an immaculate inning, roughly 1 in 40,000. The odds of two immaculate innings in one game, roughly 1 in 1.6 billion. That it was done by the same team is inconceivable. Luis Garcia and Phil Maton. Uh, both throwing one, two, three innings with three strikeouts on nine pitches, but that it was done to the same three batters. Nathaniel Lowe, Ezekiel Duran, <laughs> and Brad Miller. Israel, what's the biggest wow here? The biggest wow to me has to be Brad Miller the second time around. My man, take a pitch. Please, just at least make it look like you know what's going on here because, geez, just swinging right through all those, that looked terrible. Yeah, we need to rebrand what this is for the batters. I know it's an immaculate inning or two for the pitcher, but this should be like an obscene inning, an impure inning if you're a batter. Like, if, as a team, you got to hang this. You've got to wear it in a way that's shameful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're both putting it on the batters. Now I see it. I didn't see it when Plasky said it, but I see it when you say it. We'll move on. More from baseball, and this is from our friend June Lee. Baseball's now marketing and selling these jerseys. If you look closely... The jersey has a hole in it, and the hat has a hole in it. This is called a meteor uh, crater, a meteor hole. It's, it's on brand. It's very stylistic right now. Uh, people, uh, you know, have worn holes in jeans for years. When you were growing up, you put them in your Z Cabaricis, right, Israel? Pablo? Uh, my question is, can MLB pull off this look? Holes, the meteor hole. No. Pablo, first no. to you. No, Tony. 
Has anyone in this family ever even seen a meteor? Why is this what a meteor <laughs> hole looks like? It's just a circular oh, cutout with a God. protractor. No, stolen whole valor. I'm stolen all about valor. little peaks here and there. But this just looks like three-hole punch Jim from The Office just got loose and just started punching in every single... Like, it looks ridiculous. A meteor hole. Great FaceTime. You know how much those, those jerseys go for? $1,030. Naturally. <laughs> FaceTime, Pablo Torre. So, Mike Breen was on ESPN Daily last week, had a great conversation. But I am worried that I may have gotten in his head a little bit. Because watching Game 5... I saw a number of opportunities for bangs. He did not bang except for once. Mike Breen, a triple bang. That's what I want from you. I know you said you'll save it for the Knicks, but no. Game six is tonight. The people need the triple bang, please. Let's see if I can get one here. Bang! 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 <clears throat> ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks. Predicting upsets. Winning my bracket group and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate.